0: This morning because King Jesus is alive and well, you know that. Uh, I'm tempted to take the confession. But I actually do want us to take a confession when I'm done preaching. But that will be very short. So let me, let me, let's take the regular one now. Our first timers, thank you for coming. We do not take your coming for granted at all. You could have chosen to go elsewhere, but you chose to come here because the Lord directed your steps here. The same Lord who directed your steps here will meet you at the very point of your needs in Jesus' name. Whatever the needs are, whatever the circumstances may be, whatever the storms of life, whatever the vicissitudes, I pray for you this morning, you will find peace. You will find shalom, perfect wholeness. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking in your life. And I pray that as an extension for everyone in this service, everyone on site and everyone online, you will find peace in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord will extend peace to you like a river. The Lord said that in Isaiah chapter 66, in verse 9, he said, shall I cause to bring forth, and not provide the strength, saith the Lord. He said, and shall I cause to, now can you give me the B part of it now? Shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb, saith thy God. I pray for someone this morning, whatever project God has started in your life, that looks like it's been threatened, that looks like it's going to be aborted, that looks like the enemy wants to crash. I pray for grace, for completion right now. In the name of Jesus. You will finish it well. You will finish it strong. In the name of Jesus. And on the way to the completion of the project. You shall have peace. Give me verse 11 of that same chapter. Isaiah 66. Give me verse 11 media. Very quickly. Now give me. Verse 12, he says, I will extend. Yes, that's it. For thus saith the Lord, the yad heh He said, behold, I will extend peace to her like a river. Is that you this morning? God says he will extend peace to you like a river. And the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. Then shall you suck, and you shall be born upon our sides and be dandled upon her knees in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. I think this will replace the confession. These are prophetic declarations and they come by the spirit. I didn't plan to do it at all but the Lord is having, having me minister this way this morning. Thank you Lord. I heard in my spirit. When there was a little way for Jacob and his family to come into Ephraim. It was just a little way. They had been traveling a far distance. But just a little distance remaining. To enter into Ephra. Then Rachel died. That's an abortion. On the edge of a breakthrough. I pray for someone this morning. I don't know why I'm praying for you. But I believe I'm led by the Spirit of God to pray for you. Anything that sounds like a little step to victory. And There is an abortion. We have bought that plan of the enemy this morning. By the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. You will see the miracle with your eyes. You will handle it with your hands. Your mouth will testify to it. Your legs will dance before the Lord. You will enjoy it in the name of Jesus. Luke 21 verse 13. Jesus said, and this shall turn to you for a testimony. I don't know what you are going through, but it will turn to a testimony. That situation will turn to a testimony. In the name of Jesus. Testimony. Testimony. In Revelation 12, 11. The Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. And by the word of their Testimony. And they love not their lives unto the death. I pray for you. Someone is here this morning. It looks like you are going to die in that situation. It looks like the situation wants to sink you. The situation wants to bury you. It's just life threatening. I pray for you. Your faith will not fail. (laughs) Jesus said to Simon. Luke 22 verses 31 and 32. Simon, Simon. Satan has desired to have him. That it might sift you like wheat. He said, but I prayed for you. That your faith failed God. And when you have been converted. Strengthen your brother. Every one of my sisters. Every one of my brothers this morning. Whose faith is on trial. Everyone that is going through the fiery furnace. Everyone that is going through the oven. Everyone going through the challenges of life. And it looks as if you want to give up on your faith. I pray for you. That your faith will not fail. In the name of Jesus. Your faith will not fail in the name of Jesus. Why? Because we have an advocate with the father. The same advocate that prayed for Peter. And his faith did not fail. The same person is praying for you today. According to Hebrews 7.25. Jesus at the right hand of the father. Forever making intercession for us. Therefore I pray expression house. Therefore I pray our first timers. Therefore I pray everyone online. Your faith will not fail. In Hebrews 11 and verse 2, the Bible says, For by faith the elders obtained a good report. I crown it all this morning. You will obtain a good report. Uh, three people came to church. <laughs> Whatever it is that represents a good report. God knows what it is in your situation. Whether it is medical, whether it is academic, Whether it's business, whether it's finances, whether it's relationship, whatever it is, by faith, by the faith of Jesus Christ, this morning, that is an operation in your spirit, you obtain a good report. And the name of the Lord shall be glorified. Lift up up your hands and bless him this morning. Bless Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Expression us, we are blessed. Okay, so our first time as we mean, we are blessed, so blessed that the blessed call us blessed. And that will be your testimony also in the name of Jesus. Expression us, let's say two more times, we are super blessed. Okay, you're revving up gradually, gradually now. Remember that the resurrection power of Christ is in you this morning. So you rev it up a little more. Expressionals, we are mega blessed. Ghost The Lord Jesus Christ. Come on King Jesus is alive and well. Glory. Tell three people this morning "The the tomb is empty. The tomb is empty. The tomb is empty. The tomb is empty. Don't go looking for the bones of Jesus in Israel. The tomb is empty. excited. I don't know about you. Hallelujah. Amen. Right. I'm going to continue the series. I started a couple of weeks ago. Faith in the name. Faith in the name of Jesus. That's what we're celebrating this weekend. At the School of Nursing, are starting exams in the new week, so I'll be praying for them. And I also understand that our medical students, who have crossed over to their clinical uh, section in UCH, are also having MB exams starting in two weeks. I guess. So I'll put. The two categories together and any other person that's writing exams, I do not despise your exams Uh, from whatever university or polytechnic or tertiary institution, I will pray for you all together. John chapter 14 verses 13 and 14. And whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, that will I do. In my name. Notice in my name. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Jesus speaking those words. And if you have a red letter Bible, you find those words in red letters. It is therefore unscriptural to pray in any other name. It's unscriptural. Oh, the God of our Father on the mountain. Oh, the God of pastor XYZ. That's wrong. That's wrong. That won't do the job. It won't get the job done. Jesus said, you want to ask the father anything, anything, blank check, anything, ask in my name. That's in his name, in the name of Jesus. He was giving us right here what lawyers call the power of attorney. To use his name. When you give someone else the power of attorney, you are giving them the authority to act on your behalf as though you were the one acting. So if you tell them, look, you have the power of attorney to run my business, and they sell the business, it's as though you sold the business. Because you've given them the power of attorney, That's what Jesus was giving us here. The legal right to use his name. Use my name against the storm. Use my my name against the enemy. Use my name against whatever is threatening your peace. Use my name against sin, against sickness. Against everything I already died and paid for. Use my name, Jesus said. Whatsoever, you shall ask the Father. You're, you're battling with insomnia, you're not able to sleep, you can use the name to get some good sleep. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you tonight that as I hit my bed, I have a restful sleep. In Jesus' name, amen. And you fall asleep like a child, like a baby. But you know, it won't happen unless we develop our faith in the name. Oh, Pastor, I've used the name several times and I didn't get a result. Well, that's why we're here now. That's why I'm doing this teaching series and I'm not in a hurry. Because if we're able to get it right. Now tell me, as long as you live, will there ever come a point in your life when you will not need the name of Jesus anymore? Come on, talk to me, church. Oh, you now rise to the level of deputy God. So, I don't need the name of Jesus anymore. I'm now next to God. No. No. That day will never come. And this is why we need to understand. To develop our faith right now in the name. The reason the name doesn't work for many, many people. Is because there is no faith in the name. They just don't have any faith in the name. Oh pastor, is that possible? Yeah, that's why people are not getting results. Look, all the power of God. Is embedded and encapsulated in that name. The power of God is in the name. The name is powerful. And I'm going to show you that. The name itself does miracles and wonders. But to benefit from that, you need faith. Your faith will release the power in the name. Let me say that again. Your faith will release the power in the name to work for you. Your faith is your connector to the power of God. Your faith is what connects you any day, any time, to the power of God. Let me ask you, is God powerful? Okay, have you ever read Revelation 19, 6, Hallelujah, the Lord God, Omni, Potent, Reignet. have you ever read that before? Have you ever read in Psalm 62, I believe verse 11, once has he spoken to us, have I had this, that power belongs to God, have you ever read that before? Have you ever read Psalm 110 and verse 2, that says, the Lord will send the rod of your strength out of Zion, rule thou! In the midst of your enemies and in the days of your power your people shall be willing have you ever read that before now you find that god is not a powerless god god is a powerful god am i right about that but how how come some of us are not benefiting from the power of god the challenge is faith because what connects you to the power of god is faith let me give you a simple illustration if you brought your phone to church this morning and your battery was dead before you left home. And you brought it in the hope that when you get to church, at least service will be on for like two for like three hours or three and a half hours thereabout. And by the time you plug in your phone for three, three and a half hours, at least the dead will resurrect. Can I have an amen to that? But then you got to church and found out that you didn't bring your charger. Or what they call your connector in America. Americans call it connector. I like I prefer the word connector. Because of the concept I'm teaching, faith. You need the connector to connect you to the power source. Now, excuse me, is there power in this building right now? Do we have enough power that can ele- electrocute someone that messes around with naked wire? It is that much. It is powering all our equipment, the lights, the speakers, the amplifiers, the the power amp, everything. Will that power be enough to charge your phone? Are you sure the power is enough to charge your phone? Okay. But how come? You are in church with your phone. We have power sockets. There is power in the socket. There is the phone in your hand. But how do you get the power in the socket? To get into your phone. To be a blessing. Because the power in the socket is not a blessing to anybody. Unless you have a connector. A charger. To connect your device to the power. Am I right about that? That's faith. Faith is your connector. Faith is not God. No. That's why you don't have faith in faith. Oh. I've heard Christians say, no, it's because I didn't use my faith. Ah, you know, if you know me, by the time I release my faith like this, ah, some have faith in prayer. It's because I've not prayed. Leave me alone. Let me pray about it. <laughs> Whoa! Everybody has prayed. They didn't get a result. When I pray, when I pray, when I pray. Don't have faith in prayer. Mark eleven twenty-two. Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. In God. Don't misplace your faith. Faith is only a connector. It connects you, however, to the power of God. Like fear. Listen church, fear is another connector. Fear connects you to the power of Satan. Satan cannot kill you. He cannot destroy you. He can can steal from you unless you connect to him through fear. That's why he always sends fear is sending the cable of that connector to you Yeah, take it take it put it in your device take it take it put it in your device and that's why as a child of God you must stand your ground there are times you shout you don't care how many people are listening to you whoever is around you when those thoughts are coming to your head you're going to die you're going to die you, sh- you open your mouth and say I shall live and not die the number of my days God will fulfill I rebuke you you spirit of fear get out in the name of Jesus It will amaze you how fearful the spirit of fear is. I was in the bedroom a couple of weeks ago. My wife was in another bedroom. This was in the afternoon. Oh man, and I was going through stuff. And all of those stuff were winging down on me and weighing down on me and weighing down on me. And I almost felt myself sinking on the bed. What is this? I knew this wasn't from God we have the right to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Because the weapons of our warfare, according to 2 Corinthians 10, 4, are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. According to verse 3, it says, we walk in, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. There is a warfare going on in the realm of the spirit. But we are armed for it. One of your most Potent weapons. In fact, your most potent weapon against the enemy in that realm of the spirit is the name of Jesus. The name. The name. And I I was there and those thoughts were weighing down on me. And I began to meditate on the word of God. Bringing them up from my spirit. And I began to speak them out of my mouth. I have been crucified with Christ, Galatians 2.20. Nevertheless, I live the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and died for me. I'm a new man in Christ. I'm a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world according to 1 John 4.4. And as I began to speak those scriptures, strength was coming back to me. And I spoke out loud. In the name of Jesus, you foul spirit, get out of my house. My wife rushed into the room. Honey, honey, what's that? What's that? I said, oh no, baby, I'm good. I just I just told that idiot to get out of here. Psh, peace. Sometimes you might have to act weird. The Christian walk is not a gentlemanly kind of walk, you know. Everything's just together. Everything might not always be together. When Christ was bleeding on the cross, was everything together? When he was being whipped, blood was shed from his body, from the crown of his head to the, to the, to the souls, I mean to his feet, in seven places. And that has a spiritual significance. Fulfilling the old covenant prophecy that has been given in Leviticus. That the blood will be sprinkled before the mercy seat seven times eastward. Christ came and fulfilled that. Look, he has fulfilled that. Let us enjoy what Christ has fulfilled. Are you with me? Are you with me? Part of what he paid for is your peace. So anything threatening your peace, get it out. Part of what he paid for is your healing. Anything threatening your your health, get it out. Part of what he paid for is your provision. You should not be in lack. Can I have an amen to that? And you should not live in sin. If you are still sinning as a believer, you are living a lower life than what has been paid for. Your father built you a mansion. You said, no, I like to to sleep in the boys' quarters with bed bugs and cockroaches where where there is no toilet. That's what sin looks like. Ah, It smells out there. Are you with me? I said, faith is the connector. I've not lost myself. I know where exactly I stopped. Amen. So fear connects you to Satan. And you want to cut off that connection. Can I have an amen? Cut it off every time. It comes. It throws the cable. Imagine the devil holding the charger, but then throwing the cable at you. You know the cable? The end of the cable. That I don't know what you call it. USB end or the flat one, like the iPhone. You are the one holding the device and he wants you to just connect. He's holding the charger. Oh yeah, connect. And he's throwing that at you like this. Throwing it now. When he throws it, throw it back. Throw it on, on his face. Faith connects you to the power of God. Are you with me? Are you with me? So for you to get the power in the name of Jesus to work, there has to be faith. You must have faith in the name. I don't have any other faith, but I have the name of Jesus. That was what caused the miracle in Acts chapter 3. Peter and John fussing. They looked at the guy and said, hey, look on us. And he looked to them expecting to receive something. Oh, we had a very beautiful interactive session last Sunday. Did you enjoy that? God God bless you guys. Now, silver and gold have I known. But I have something. Church, never forget that you have something. When somebody comes to you for help, and in the natural, you can't give them what they want. Maybe some clothes or shoes or books or money or foodstuff. In the natural, it could happen. You don't have what they want. But don't let them go empty. If anyone comes to you, give them such as you have. Peter said, such as I have, give I unto thee. What was it that Peter had? Come on, talk to me, church. The name, the name of Jesus. Do you have the name? Jesus gave you the name in John 14, 13 and 14 that we read. He said, whatever you ask the Father, in my name name. At that point, he gave you the name. Somebody say, I have the name. I may not have the money to give you right now, but I have the name and I'm going to pray for you in the name and and, and we will see a miracle. The owner of the name will back up the name. Can I have an amen? I'm making a point this morning church. No faith in the name means no result using the name. People have thrown around the name of Jesus anyhow without getting any result, you know. Jesus Some have reduced it to G's. Jesus! A cockroach on the floor. Jesus! It doesn't work. We want to cut a birthday cake? J-E-S-U And the final word? S. What do you have? Jesus! No faith in the name. What you have reduced to a cake cutting name, then there is trouble. You now want to use the same cake cutting name to help you oh pastor don't let us go to the extreme you know anybody can use the name the name is free oh no there has to be a covenant relationship there has to be faith before you can use the name and the name will work go to Acts chapter 19 and go to verse 12. Paul had done a lot of miracles God used them mightily now Can I have my background plain, Media, please. Uh, Thank you for the red background this morning. But it's not helping me pretty much with the reading of those letters. Thank you. If you can, change it, yeah. But if not, the background of the screen. The screen. The screen. Now, see what happened with Paul. Paul had so much power flowing through him. And the only thing he was preaching was the name of Jesus. So that is from his body, now can we read together one to go? So that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons and the diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them. God used Paul so much that he didn't have to be physically present to pray for the sick or for those that had evil spirits. People took handkerchiefs from Paul. They took took aprons aprons from Paul. Paul. Imagine Paul being in Ibadan. And people came from Ghana, Ibadan, Nigeria. And people came from as far as Ghana to go get handkerchiefs, just lay hands on it. Or aprons, just lay hands on it. And they took them to the far places. And the people that were sick, as they put the handkerchiefs or aprons on them, they were healed. And the evil spirit, if they had a, an evil spirit possession, the evil spirit departed from them. Without Paul going physically to heal them. Jesus said the works that I do in John 14, 12, the same you will do if you believe on me. And even greater works than these. So some guys saw the miracles that were happening through the hands of Paul. This guy, man, you know what? We're going to do what he's doing. (laughs) Before you copy another person, be very careful. That's why as a ministry, we have to be careful. That's not because they are doing something in a particular church and you think it's working for them. Oh, people are going there, the crowd. Look, God has an assignment for every one of his ministers. And if you are not God, then your opinion does not matter. Whether somebody has been called to pastor ten or to pastor a hundred or to pastor a thousand or to pastor a hundred thousand or to pastor a million, none of your business. Yongi Cho, the man David Yongicho, who has gone to heaven now, had an average membership of about eight million people. How do you beat that? They had several buildings, one church, several buildings. People go to church there till now. They go to church by Roaster. You can't go to church every Sunday. Here we are begging you to come to church, right? Over there, you, you it's not your sorry. It's not your turn. It's not your Sunday. You can't be in church. You fellowship from home. You go to the home cell. And then maybe you watch via satellite. Because they don't have... What building will house it million people? Follow... The blueprint of God for your life. It will take unnecessary stress off of you. Are you with me? Are you with me church? There were some sons of Sceva. Seven of them. That wanted to copy Paul. But what they had forgotten. Was that they didn't have a relationship with this Jesus. So they they were exorcists. They were people that were trained in dealing with spirits. And trying to cast out spirits. By spirits. <laughs> See what happened to them. Verse 13. Verse 13. Thank you for the background. This is good now. Now, then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over, over them, which had evil spirits. Now, they took it upon themselves as a responsibility to call over people that had evil spirits. The name of the Lord Jesus. They didn't have any faith in the name. But they had Paul preach the name. Paul preached the name. How did I know? Look at this. The name of the Lord Jesus saying, We adore you by Jesus whom Paul preached. That was Paul's message. Jesus. What do you think today should be our message? Come on, talk to me. We have all kinds of messages today. People preach themselves. Their experiences. Their spirituality. Their whatever. Certain things can come into the picture. But the main core of your message must be Jesus. Because in the day of adversity, what will help people is not your name. It's the name of Jesus. Can I have an amen to that? These guys have no business. With Jesus, no covenant, no relationship, nothing, no faith, no zero faith in the name. <laughs> so, they called on the name, they tried to use God. People still do that today. Use God to get a miracle. Join the church, get a miracle. When you, After getting the miracle, leave the church. Go to another church, grab a miracle, leave the church. You don't belong. You are not rooted. You are not grounded. You must be rooted. You must be grounded for your fruitfulness to appear. But these sons of Sceva, they have no business with that. What's was Jesus. Oh, oh yeah, we adore you by Jesus that Paul is preaching. Oh yeah, go out. Out by the name of that Jesus that Paul is preaching. We have no business with that Jesus. So, but we know that name is powerful enough to drive you out. Because they had seen Paul drive out demons in the name of Jesus. I repeat, be careful what you copy, how you copy. So you don't live your life as a cheap photocopy when God has actually made you an original. They asked Bishop T.D. Jakes years ago, are you going to be the next Billy Graham in America? He said no, without even thinking, he said no. Billy Graham is Billy Graham. I'm T.D. Jakes. Why be a photocopy of someone else when I can be an original? God made me an original. I'm not going to the details. But I've been privileged to go to the, uh, Billy Graham's library. I've been privileged to also be at the conference by Bishop T.D. Jakes. So I know they are two different men. Let's learn from the Bible. When we read the Bible, don't gloss over it. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. It will keep you at peace. Amen. Even in your business. Yeah, maybe there's a business model that another company is using you think will produce results. If you're a child of God, go to God to give you your own model. If he says that model is good, he will give you your own variation, your own input to it. That will make it different from that, which will be tailor-made for your clients. Are you with me? What happened to these guys? Verse 14. And there were seven sons of one Skiver, a Jew and chief of the priest, which did so. All right. What happened to them? Very quickly. Very quickly, please. Next verse. And the evil spirit answered and said, (laughs) because in the realm of the spirit, they know Jesus. Amen. That name is your most potent weapon in the kingdom of God and in the kingdom of darkness. In both kingdoms. The name of Jesus is the most potent weapon of the believer. The most potent weapon in your arsenal. The name is known. At the mention of that name in the three spheres of existence. In heaven, on earth, beneath the earth, according to Philippians 2 and verse 11, thereabout, 10-11. Every knee must bow. Every tongue confess. Jesus Christ is Lord. So the name is known. It's not a strange name. And so this evil spirit said, hey, Jesus I know, yeah. And I even know Paul. Because that guy had committed so much havoc. He had wrecked so much havoc in the realm of the spirit in the kingdom of darkness. He had dislodged their works many, many times. Paul. That's one of my favorite Bible characters I love to meet in heaven. He said, I fought the beast of Ephesus. Paul, they beat him so hard in one place. I'll show you this morning. They thought he was dead. They dragged him out of the city. The brethren gathered around him. He got up, went back into the city. Paul, several times he was shipwrecked. For 14 days and 14 nights, they didn't see the sun. They thought they were going to die, but they came out. Several times in prison. Several times beaten. And he would go again and preach the gospel. Paul, what a rugged guy. He was rugged in the world when he didn't know the Lord. He was killing Christians, putting women in prison. He was being very zealous for the devil. When he crossed over to this other side, he became the same zealous guy. This time for the kingdom. Nobody could kill Paul. When it was time to die, he said, look, I've finished my course. I've run my race. It is now time for me to be offered. What? That's a good way to die. Lord? Lord? Let me die the death of the righteous. That's the way I want to die. Ah, I want to say, okay, now time is up. It's now one twenty. Glory be to God. Not some sickness killing me in the prime of my youth, and not you, and not any accident claiming your life. Amen. Paul, I know. So the new Paul in the realm of the Spirit. Do they know you? Do they know you? Do they know your name in the realm of the Spirit? Do they know you in the realm of the Spirit? Let me ask your neighbor. Do they know you in the realm of the spirit? (laughs) One of my mentors. uh, Is a friend to our senior pastor. Reverend Emiko Amoshuka. Several years ago. They had a program in Eloring. For young people. They were also young ministers at the time. And conducted deliverance. And people were falling under the anointing. And then he left that meeting. And went to another one. I think in Ophar. He was in offer When the meeting learning was still ongoing. I think maybe day two or day three. A demon spoke from a, from a lady. They were trying to cast out that devil. And the devil said. Tell that emiko. I have a plan for him. <laughs> he was not in that meeting. You know what I mean? He was in another meeting. But he had injured that devil so badly. The devil said look. Ah tell him tell he was not in the meeting. Tell that amigo. I have a plan for him. If you ever hear such a message, Pastor! <laughs> oh the devil said he has a plan for me. Pastor, please pray. I don't want the devil in my house. No, you should rejoice. <laughs> when you hear that, oh glory to <laughs> They were dealing with one guy in this church years ago. We were having an outreach. I think worship his majesty. And they took him out. I think I led him to Christ and prayed for him and he started manifesting. He said, I want Pastor Fred, call me Pastor Fred. I said, deal with that guy, (laughs) Joe. Cast him out. Look, we are never to be afraid of demons and what they do and the devil, their master. They have been crossed by Jesus. Amen. They will rear their ugly head. But we must crush them back and put them where they belong. And that's why I'm teaching what I'm teaching now. That you have authority to use the name of Jesus. Use the name. Don't be afraid. Don't come in your name. Use the name. See what happened to these guys who had no faith in the name. And the evil spirit said, Well, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? But who are you? The demon was asking them. Taniello, who are you? And they had no answer. Then, the man in whom the evil spirit was, leaped on them. There were seven of them. The man was only one. One man leaped on seven. And said, Lord, how did that happen? How about the remaining six? If he lived on one, the six should have escaped. Don't forget, this was a supernatural being fighting natural beings. And these beings had no covenant with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They had no covenant. So, one devil overpowered them. The Bible says he overcame them and prevailed against them, beat them blue-black. One guy. That's one man army. One man, army overcame them, prevailed against them, so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. The guy tore, not just their shirts and jeans, he tore their boxer shorts. And they bled. The Bible says they were naked. I know you guys are afraid of being naked. Yeah, glory be to God, hallelujah. It's a church service, glory be to God. But it's written in the Bible, they were... In your mind, you say, ah, no, Pastor, the war boxers. No, the Bible said they were, I believe the Bible. Amen? They were just the way they came into this world. Can you imagine them running on the street, seven of them? He disgraced them because they did not carry grace. Jesus is the person of grace. But this is not our story. Amen. Amen. I said, this is not our story. Amen. That's why we must develop faith in the name. Why must we develop faith in the name? I give you a point this morning. I've given you already. The name is our most potent weapon in the realm of the spirit. The name is our most potent weapon in the realm of the spirit. Both in the kingdom of God and in the kingdom of darkness. Both in the kingdom of God and in the kingdom of darkness. Can we look at Acts? So you can write Acts 19 that we read down. Can we look at Acts 4, 7 to 10 very quickly? Just to buttress this point and then I'll also be in Philippians 2. I want to move on very quickly. Okay. Acts 4, 7 to 10. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? This was after Peter and John had performed the miracle in chapter 3 on the man that was lame at, uh, at his feet uh, who had never walked. Now, the religious leaders of that time got angry. They arrested Peter and John, put them in the midst in the middle and started questioning them. By what power or by what name? All right. Now, verse 8. Then Peter, someone said, Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, say filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Peter did not speak from his brain. He spoke. From the Holy Ghost. Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel. Yeah, yeah, come on now. If, no, 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 something is missing. Is that correct? Elders of elders of Israel, yeah. Okay, go on. If we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he's made oh, yeah? Be it known unto you all. I want you all to know, because they wanted to stop the name. Their problem was the name, the name, the name of Jesus. He said, I want you to know. Be it known to you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name, by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand before you whole. By the name. By the the name. name. The name made him whole. The name did the miracle. The name performed the wonder. The name itself. Just the name. We have, Deb, you know, are you feeling me this morning? If all we have is the name of Jesus, we have it all. Let me say that again. I never rehearse that. If all we have, are you listening? If all we have, Is the name of Jesus. We have it all. Because everything the Father has, he has put in the name. I'll show you that next week. How he got the name. He got the name in three ways. It was conferred on him. He got it by inheritance. And he got it by conquest. I'll show you the scriptures. That conquest part is what has to do with resurrection. Easter. But I I can't do that this week. Do that next week. <laughs> Everything the father has. That's why the Bible says a good name is better than silver or gold. If your name is bad, it will affect your children. Are you with me? If your name is good, it will affect your children positively. And everyone that bears the name. There are certain names that should not pop up in Nigeria. If they pop up, we say, Tufiakua. Nobody wants to have anything to do with them. But there are certain names that pop up and say, oh, okay, are you related to this so, so and so person? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, come on, come on in. Everything the man has is behind his name. Everything God has is behind his name. The presence of God is behind the name of Jesus. That's why when you invoke that name, it's as though Jesus himself is physically present doing what you ask him to do. That's why I said, when you use my name, I will do it. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will do it. Call my name and I will be there. Glory be to God. How do I really know this name? So I may develop faith in the name. <laughs> Let me show you Philippians 2, 10 to 11. Quickly please. Philippians 2. Now take it from verse 9, wherefore God also has highly exalted him, that's lifted him so high, and given him, the Bible says a name, now King James says a name, but actually it's the Father's name, his own name, right, which is above every name, there's nobody's name that can be above every name if, if it's not God's name, don't worry, next week we'll break that down, I'll show you how that the father conferred it on him, how that he got it by inheritance. When you say inheritance, if I go to the motherless baby's home and I adopt a child, whose name will that child bear? My name. It stops to be Ojo or Edebong or Ndembong or Frampum or Tiamiu, whatever. It stops to be that. Now, he has the surname Elegbe because that's my surname. Alright? Now, the boy or the girl will have access to my inheritance because I'm now adopting this child legally to be part of my family. Are you getting what I'm saying now? So the, the child is going to inherit my name. And as it grows up or she grows up and goes anywhere in the world and they say, my name is so so and so, and say, oh, are you by any chance related to Pastor Fred? I say, yeah, that's my dad. Oh, that's your dad. Come on in. Come on. Come on, come on. Praise God. Amen. Jesus inherited the name. It's found in Hebrews chapter 1. I'm going to show you, don't worry about that. I'll show you that next week. That's my job next week, okay? So don't let me run ahead of myself. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him his name, which is above every name. Then verse 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Again, if you look in the King James Version, it says of things. But you see the things in Italics. It means the translators put it there. In the original manuscript, it was not there. They put it there for ease of reading and comprehension. So we can read it this way. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. You can skip of things. Every knee should bow. Then it goes in heaven, in earth, and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Can I have an amen? When you call the name of Jesus, the father is not jealous. The father gave him the name. The father is glorified. Oh no, if I say Jesus too much, how about God, God, God. You know, if I say Jesus, Jesus, I hope the father will not be annoyed. No, the father gave him the name. Amen? So you can't call him too much. (laughs) But when you call him, call with faith. Call with faith. Tell your neighbor, say call with faith. I make this point, and it's very important, and this will help us. How can I really, really, really know this name so that I can develop my faith? Because we all know the name, but we don't all have faith in the name, or we don't—we're we're not all properly developed in our faith in the name. We have an assignment, and I'm going to give everybody now. You need a revelation. I still prayed this for myself yesterday and I prayed it for you as well. Lord, give me a revelation of the name of Jesus. I need to have that name revealed to me. Do you know that you can be walking with someone and you don't know them? You can be married to someone and you don't even know them. That has happened, and it's still happening. You can be doing business with someone, and you don't even know them. You don't even know they are in the occult. It doesn't. Have, it doesn't. You don't have a clue. <laughs> That's why we always say, before you get into a relationship, please hear from God. Please hear from God. So you don't wind up in the house of a herbalist, even though you are are a Holy Ghost baptized sister. Tongue talking. And he just pretends like a believer, speaks in tongues, speaks Christianese. Bless you. That's Christianese. In Japan, they speak Japanese. In China, they speak what? Chinese. In Christendom, we speak Christianese. Bless Bless you. You know, if I talk to you now after service. Hey, sister, bless you. Oh, he's born again. He says, bless you. Oh, I say, praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I'm blessed. Yeah, hallelujah. You are speaking the language of our kingdom. Christianese. Oh, it is well. Christianese. Some people have entered the church like that, not our church, some churches, and they they were not born again, and they pretended to be, and they joined the ministry, all because there's a particular babe they're chasing, and somehow got so zealous and became very obvious and very conspicuous in church, conspicuous in every service, always getting to church before pastor, and say, ah, this brother deserves an award, quarterly award, the best worker of the quarter, bam, second quarter, best worker, bam, third quarter, best worker of the year. (laughs) <laughs> but God is looking at the heart. You don't know the heart. You don't know the spirit. You don't know anybody. Be humble enough this morning to hear me. You do not know. Can I shock you a little bit? Yourself, self, You are still trying to know. Are you with me? I will show you a scripture now. No man knows the thing of a man. Save the spirit of that man that is in him. The same with the things of God. No man knows. You don't know. With your big head. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm a didaskalos. I know Greek. I know Aramaic. I know Jewish language. I know I know Chinese. I know I speak in tongues. Oh uh, You don't know Jack. And it's safe to understand your limitations. That what you don't know, you don't know. And you need God to help you. Yeshua was in my car yesterday. She didn't know how to open my boot. Sorry to embarrass you, baby girl. We wound up at an event, and I, I, I saw her there, and and she, she became my protocol officer. And she wanted to put stuff in, in the boot, and I was talking to one of my, my wife's friends, and, and she was standing, and I looked, hey, what's going on? Pastor. She wanted to open the boot, apparently, she tried pulling it, nothing happened. That car, you, it's German, you, it's, not, it's not by power. You need to know what to do. So I said, oh, okay, baby, just push the lever. Once you pull the lever, it will open. And don't try to help it. Pull the lever, leave it. She said, oh, okay. She pulled it. She left it. When she was done, I said, push the red button and leave it. Don't try to... Ah, no, it won't answer. She's a medical student. She knows physiology. She knows anatomy. She knows otorhinolaryngology that you don't know. But she doesn't know my car. Doesn't know how to operate my car. You can be a medical professor. That doesn't make you qualify as a, as a pilot. You, you sink everybody. You're not qualified. You've don't have a, You've never been to aviation school. And in aviation school, they don't have professors. They only have instructors. Push the green button. The, the plane with taxi on the runway. Push the brown button. It will take off. You want to go up higher, push the white button. And you'll be at 33,000 miles above sea level. And you want to land, begin to push the black button gradually. Don't push it all at once, just gradual, gradual and then you are descending. And then you, you get into the air and say, no, I'm tired of pushing gradually, gradually, I'll push all at once. And the plane goes, <laughs> Mayday, Mayday, sorry, April day. What you don't know, you don't know. Know anybody. So before you get into a relationship, go to God. Lord, who is he? He speaks in tongues. Thank God. Who is he? And not just for the ladies. Guys, also go to God. I, I'm beginning to like her. I, I like what I see. I like what I see, Lord. I, I really, Lord, to be honest, can I be can I be real with you? I like what I see. <laughs> but don't forget that Second Corinthians 5, 7 tells us we walk by faith and not by sight. Glory be to God. No, no, but really, you need to like what you see. Is that okay? I mean, that's fine. But you don't make a permanent decision based on that. Because that might be a temporal something. Don't people change? Hello? Don't people change? Were you like this 10 years ago? Will you be like this in 10 years' time? You'll change. I mean, imagine if my wife married me because of my very lovely hairline. I used to have a very lovely hairline like that is U shaped. I mean, I remember when I was 20, I would go to the barber and I'll tell them, U shaped, not V, don't spoil my shape. U, round like this. And I'll check myself out in the mirror and I'll do spotting waves, just a little bit. But in recent times, uh, glory be to God. My wife is not moved by what she sees. Glory be to God. That's a woman of faith. Because if she were to be moved by what she sees. Julius Berger wrote that they wanted to construct a road. So they cleared some bush. (laughs) Now. Listen to this. I, I want to show you that. To know the name has to be by the Spirit. To know the name. So if you are writing, write this down. I don't mind to stop here, really. Have you been blessed? To know the name has to be by the Spirit. By the Spirit of God. You can't know the name of Jesus. Look, you will just know the Jesus of the Bible. Bible character. He was the leader, and then there were people following him around. Do you know that's the story many celebrate? They don't. They don't know him like they should know him. So go to Second Corinthians 2. Uriah quoted that earlier today. Thank you for that number. 2 and verse 9. Let me show you a few things there. And we'll wrap it up around that point. Yeah. Oh no. I misquoted that is uh for is it 1st Corinthians 1st Corinthians please 1st Corinthians Yeah but as, as it is written I has not seen nor ear heard neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him I has not seen ear has not heard it is not revealed to the canal man go to verse 10 verse 10 please But God has revealed. That's the word I'm looking for. Revealed. Jesus has to be revealed to you. Amen. For you to have faith in that name like you should. So you can deploy the name like you should. It has to be revealed. But God has revealed them unto us. How? By his spirit. Not through our brain. By His Spirit. All the things that God has for you. How is he going to reveal them to you? By his Spirit. For the Spirit searches how many things? Yay! The deep things of God. The Spirit searches how many things? Does that include your future? Your future partner? Your children? Where you are going to live? Where you are going to settle down? the kind of jobs you'll be doing, the kind of businesses you'll be going into, the kind of partnerships you'll be forging, the kind of ministry you'll have, you wind up in. How many things about your life are hidden to God? I knew you were just waiting for, oh, the chorus answer. How many things about your life are hidden to God? Is there anything that is a mystery in your life to God? Oops, baby, I didn't know that would happen at the age of 42. Oh my God, Gabriel, Gabriel, go and fix this. No, will it ever happen? No. 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 For the spirit such as all things, go back to my scripture. Yay, the deep things of God. Now, go on quickly. Next verse, next verse, please. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man, which is in him. Come here, Larry. This is a man. How can I know the things of this man? How can I know everything about his life? Every single detail, even if I were a prophet. Today, this will happen. Tomorrow Tomorrow's will happen. Day after tomorrow tomorrow's will happen. Where are you getting that information from? And I'm going to tell him what will happen the next 45 years or 50, 60, 89 years of his life. No man knows the things of a man. save. That is except, the word saved there is not salvation, is except, old English. Except the spirit of this man that is in him. His spirit already knows everything. His brain doesn't know everything yet, but the spirit knows everything. That's why it is good to pray in the spirit. So that the spirit can review things and, and put them in a form that, that is digestible to your soul, which contains your mind. You can't tell where this man is coming from, you can't tell where he's going. You don't know his future. That's why you can't write anybody off. This guy could be the poorest guy in this church this morning. He could wake up tomorrow and be after pastor the next millionaire. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm I'm very careful. I'm very choosy with my words. Amen. I I labor in this house. So I should be the most. You know what I mean? Uh, But you can speak that for yourself also. Amen. Praise God. Don't fight me. Participate. Don't hate. Amen. I don't know the things of this man. I can't look at you and tell you what your future holds. No. If I have a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom, it is the gift of the Holy Ghost that he gives me part time for that time to tell you maybe something he wants you to do. But to now make me assistant Holy Spirit to be telling you everything about your life, you will kill me very fast. No man knows the things of a man except the spirit of that man that is in him. He said in the same way, even so, the things of God, the things of God, if you are not God, you don't know the things of God, my friend. The things of God knoweth no man, no man, but the spirit of God. I hear some pastors preach on the internet and I shake my head for the followers, those of you that follow them. You they talk like authority, like they know everything. No, no. And I shudder. Are you God? Thank God for the revelation you have. Reveal Paul. But if you were to compare it to what God knows, you will be shocked. That what you know is infinitesimal. I don't know if that's correct in English. Almost zero. And the little you know, give him the glory that he revealed it to you. <laughs> and what is it that you know that he has not revealed to someone else somewhere? It's just that you haven't met them. Nobody should be proud. Listen, all of us children of God should learn to be humble. No man knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. If you are not the Holy Spirit, be humble to ask him, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to know about this situation? Don't assume you know. Are you with me, church? God bless you. Go back to your how then do I know Jesus the same thing go back to the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit reveal Jesus to me don't get too familiar with the Jesus that you've read in the Bible as he the head of uh, whatever he is the head of go back Holy Spirit I want to know him I want to know Jesus your situation might be different from my situation for me now for example maybe I just need him to be my defender for someone else they need him as, his, as their healer. They are battling between life and death. They need the healer right now. And he reveals himself as the healer. To someone else, he's their financier. Because if he doesn't show up, (laughs) they can't tell what will happen. Reveal Jesus to me. Jesus is only known by the Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. Say with me, by the Holy Spirit. He himself said it. John 16. Please, let's be fast with this. I want to wrap this up quickly. John 16, 13. John 16, 13, quickly, 13 to 15. Albeit, this is Jesus speaking, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, that's the Holy Spirit, It will guide you into how much truth? All truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Next verse. He shall glorify me. The Holy Ghost will glorify me. For he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. He will show you who I am, verse 15. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. How do you know Jesus? How do you know Jesus? By the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 4 verse 8 that we read earlier, the Bible says, Acts 4 8, put it on the screen please. Peter answered, being full of the Holy Ghost. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said. He couldn't say anything by himself. He said it by the Holy Ghost. Amen? How did Peter know of all the apostles that Jesus was the son of God? You know that scripture, Matthew 16. Matthew 16, 16. Who do men say that I am? Some say you are Elijah. Some say you are this. You are one of the prophets. Yeah? Come on, Matthew 16. Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ. The Christ means the anointed one and is anointed. The Messiah. What we call the Hamashiach. You are the Hamashiach. You are the one anointed by God. And you are the son of the living God. Ah. Jesus said. (laughs) Come on Peter. Yeah. Verse 17 please. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. He said blessed that thou Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you. Has not revealed. Your prayer today should be Holy Spirit reveal Jesus to me. You can never outgrow that prayer. Hmm. Flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you. But my father who is in heaven. And the Father did it through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The next verse, Jesus said, now you are the rock. Now, no, sorry. No, sorry. Yeah, give it to me now. I don't want to misquote that. And I also say unto you that thou art Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church. Now, Jesus didn't say he would build his church on Peter. You don't build a church on a man. The church will crash. He referred to that revelation as the rock. You are Peter. And upon that revelation that was given to you, that solid rock, I will build my church. The the church of God today thrives on revelation. The things revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. Why do some people tithe? And some say they don't believe in tithing. It's a matter of revelation. What is revealed to one? And the other says, well, It's not revealed to me. I don't need it. Why do some people live healthy and blessed and others are in and out of sickness and every time? Revelation. Why? Is somebody blasted and discouraged and this and that. The other person is joyful and jumping all over the place like he has no problems even though he has loads of them. (laughs) Revelation. Why? Will I say, in spite of my challenges, I'll still come to church. I'll still serve God. And some somebody has 1 over 10 of those challenges and say, I'm not going to church again. Can you imagine they didn't call me on my birthday? What kind of church is that? They're not caring. What kind of church is that? I went there twice. Two times. I spent my money to go to the church. I used my money for tea fare. Twice. My, my birthday, the pastor will be posting other people's pictures. He didn't post my picture. Nonsense. Revelation. Do you see this as your family? If you do, then you'll be here. Come rain, come shine. Are you with me? Do you do you switch families? Oh, I'm, I'm elegbe today. Tomorrow I'm Oluayemi. elegbe I'm not elegbe again. The day after, I'm Adebui now. What's your surname? My surname, you mean 10 years ago, or the one of five years ago, or the one of now? What's your problem? Are you a prostitute? <laughs> the same happens in spiritual matters. There is what is called church prostitution. I hope you are not caught up in that. If God has planted you here, stay here. If God has called you somewhere else, go there. Stay there. Amen. Enough. Mm. Let me stop on this revelation. I don't want to. I don't want to give you too much for today. Amen. Now we need revelation of the name. We need revelation of the name, and we're going to pray now. I want to wrap up this way. The apostles had nothing but the Holy Spirit and the name. They had nothing but the Holy Spirit and the name. Listen, they had nothing but the Holy Spirit and the name of Jesus. And they turned the world upside down through faith in the name. They used the name as though King Jesus was still physically with them. They used this name to open doors, including prison doors. His presence backs up the name, glory be to God. I said, glory be to God. You have the name. Acts 17, number 6. There was a brother Jason there, and there's Jason in church this morning. Acts 17, number 6. Let me show you this. The Bible actually says they turned the world upside down. Look at this. They were looking for the apostles, and they didn't find them. And when they found them not, they drew Jason, because Jason was accommodating them. They drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying. What were they crying? These that have turned the world upside down, are come here also. How did they turn the world upside down? Through faith in the name of Jesus. They stopped the mouth of lions. They stopped idolatry in certain places. They stopped it completely. They raised the dead. They gave sight to the blind. When one was trying to be too smart, Paul said, be blind for a season. And it was, they cast out devils from people. That's what these people referred to as turning the world upside down. How did they do it? Faith through faith in the name. Through faith in the name. How are you going to do your own exploits? Through faith in the name. But how can faith come unless the name is revealed to us by the Holy Spirit? Let me tell you something about revelation. And that's why we're going to pray now. Revelation changes your level. Revelation changes your level. In the realm of the Spirit, the reason some of us are still struggling with some issues, some struggles, Still watching porn once in a while, still going to club once in a while. It's because you don't have revelation yet. The day you have the revelation of Jesus, nobody will preach to you. Don't go to that place, don't smoke this one, don't eat that one. <laughs> it will occur to you that look, I'm better than this. I should never be found dead in this place. Nobody ever preached to me. Don't go to a bar where they are drinking beer. But people have given me appointments there, and I've told them, I'm sorry, I cannot be found there. Revelation. If there's any struggle in your life, tell God. Give me a revelation. There are struggles that we can't tell anybody. You are very close to pastor, but pastor must not know. He must not know this one. No. He must not know. I don't want pastor to know. Tell Jesus, give me a revelation. Show me how to come out of it. You know how many times we have prayed for forgiveness? Lord, I will not do it again. I will not do it again. Give me. Give me. Give me, child of God. I did not know. I just went to visit him. He now locked the door. (laughs) He now locked the door. I now unlocked. So that's why uh, it now happened. But Pastor, I promise I will not do it again. You need a revelation. When you have the revelation of the Holy Spirit. I mean, somebody shared with us in this church a few Sundays ago, and I'm so glad that testimony has changed me. She was living the gay lifestyle. She was a lesbian. I never knew. Found Christ, even though she's from a Christian family, Christian home. You know, the devil is just crazy. Your dad is a pastor, is laboring on the field getting people saved and the devil wants to have his home and that's what he likes to do just to taint and to destroy our testimonies so that people can say look he calls himself a man of god he can't he can't take care of his home but that devil has lost in the name of Jesus she found Christ boom on fire she's my friend we talk a lot we chat and it's about christian christian stuff christian mean, amen God has so delivered her that she could come to the public to say, I used to be like this. (laughs) Ha ha! Deliverance par excellence. I don't know who is struggling with what in this house. Maybe for you it might just be drugs. It might be something else that the devil has put in your life to damage you and to limit you. Listen to me. Don't pamper your weakness. That's one thing you must never do. It's, it's my weakness, you know. Everybody has some. Hey! He's going to kill you if you don't kill it. He's going to stop you if you don't stop it. Satan is out to stop us. If he had his way, I would not be here preaching this morning. He is wa- making attempts on my life, my very life, to stop me. But I said to him, you cannot. I'm unstoppable through Christ that walks in me. If he had his way, he would stop you. His name, Satan, means the resister. He always likes to resist us. And we must resist him steadfast in the faith. Amen. So don't pamper your weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. And say Lord give me a revelation. I need to stop this. If it's premarital sex. You are getting engaged in. Or you are having sex with someone that is married. You are single. You are dating a married man. Or you are a single guy. And you are dating a married woman. I've seen that happen also. Look. It does you no good. It will finish you. Ah, no. She's a powerful woman. She has bought me a car. She will take me to Dubai. We will enjoy ourselves. Okay. I tell you that enjoyment is in the flesh. I have an idea what enjoyment you are talking about. But the sorrow that is packaged into that thing. Oh, my God. You would wish you never tried it. So stop it now. If you are doing that, stop it now. If you are a single lady in this house, and you are dating a married man, and you know that that man has a family, and you are trying to destroy his home, you are sowing a seed for your own future. Stop it now. Like I told you, slap it down. Stop it now. Please, church, I beg you in the name of the Lord. I beg you as your pastor. Let us stop the devil. Let's block all the loopholes. Let's block them. Let's keep him out. Out of the gates. And we get out and he's on the run. Can I have an amen? So the church can be strong like we should be. I wish I could get to my point on unity this morning. But I couldn't get there again today. Unity of the spirit. One accord. Stand on your feet. Let us pray. Have you been blessed? We'll pray together and then I'll pray for those writing exams. I've planned that our services will not go beyond 1130 anymore. So pray for me and pray with me. Paul said in Galatians 2.2, I went up by revelation. I went up by revelation. How many would like to go up? It's going to be by revelation. In every area of your lifestyle, business, academics, ministry, family, finances, health, you want to go up? Do you want to go up? It's not. but you need to put some effort how? the Holy Spirit will not come and open the Bible and read it to your hearing you need to make the effort to open your Bible and read and study and meditate then the Holy Spirit will bring the revelation are you with me? are you with me? I went up by revelation. What is the content of our prayer? Ephesians 1. Turn there from verse 17. This is what you're going to pray for yourself this morning. And please, as often as you can, pray this. If you can pray it every day, pray it every day. This was what Papa Hagen read and prayed for many, many years. And he kept having the revelation of Jesus. I don't know how many people wrote more books than him on the subject of faith. His first book was published at the age of 55. I just got to know that. He's gone to heaven now for many years. His books are still in demand. There's no preacher or teacher that speaks about faith that doesn't make a reference to Kenneth E. But this was the secret of Kenneth E. Peter was in the prison, an angel came and opened the doors. No, angel got him out. The doors were still shut. Who told you that God needs to open the door before he can get you out? Peter spoke, 3,000, give their lives to Christ. But it didn't start there. It started from the revelation, Matthew 16. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. And he began to grow on that revelation. The same Peter that denied Christ. Three times. I never The same when the Holy Ghost came. On the day of Pentecost. preached like house on fire. The same Peter was facing the religious leaders. And telling them. Be known to you. That in the, by the name of Jesus Christ. Whom you crucified. Whom God raised. Does this man stand. Same Peter. What made the difference? Revelation. Of Christ. Please pray this over yourself. Put your name. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto me, Fred Elegbe, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Lord, I want to know you. Reveal yourself to me. The eyes of my understanding, being enlightened, that I, Fred Elegbe, may know what is the hope of your calling upon my life and what the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of your power to us who do believe according to the working of your mighty power which you wrought in Christ, the anointed one and his anointing when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and mind and dominion and every name that is named cancer is the name the name of Jesus above cancer amen depression is the name the name of Jesus above depression amen Sin is the name. The name of Jesus above sin. Amen? Amen. Struggle is the name. The name of Jesus above struggle. Sickness is the name. The name of Jesus above sickness. Poverty is the name. The name of Jesus above poverty. Dejection is the name. People just don't like you. And you feel dejected. Dejection is the name. The name of Jesus is above it. Amen. And not only in this world say that say not only in this world but also in that which is to come and you have put all things under the feet of Jesus and you gave him to be the head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him that filleth all in all father in the name of Jesus say this Say, father in the name of Jesus I want to have the revelation of the name. Precious Holy Spirit, reveal the name of Jesus to me. Now I pray that everybody. Talk to God. Talk to God. I know you're not asking for money this morning. You're not asking for business breakthrough. But every breakthrough is in the name. Your husband is in the name. Your wife is in the name. Your admission letter is in the name. Your admission to that country is in the name. Your contract papers, they're in the name. Your promotion is in the name. Your healing is in the name. Your favor is in the name. Your divine help is in the name. So say, Holy Spirit, reveal the name to me. I, I'm tired of playing church. I want, I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you, Lord Jesus. On this Resurrection Sunday, reveal. Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus to me. Pray some in the Holy Ghost if you can. Hebrew hale katabala da bahaya. Oh, brekote kele de bahanda bahaya. Oh, I believe God is opening eyes right now. God is opening eyes right now, opening your spiritual eyes, and if your physical eyes need to be opened, they are going to be opened also brocotto Libra hadia dobre Ede Fushu Lumena Hane, Igne Madu Gescalodos Coloma Hande, Ebro Libra Dadi the Manon Susvreende, E Glocotto Libra Ade Cone Mene Lord open my eyes. Lord open my eyes. Reveal Jesus to me. I want to know him. That I may know him. Paul said that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection, the fellowship also of his sufferings. Lord, I want to know you. I want to know you, King Jesus. Reveal yourself to me. Everything is in the name. Everything is in the name.